Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Thanks for joining us once again. It's Panos here. And today we have another question coming in from Kelly through Instagram DM. And I'm going to read it real quickly so we can have a bit of a scope of what we're talking about. So she goes, hey, Panos, love the podcast. Pretty much as every episode in preparation for our puppy. Good work, Kelly. I would love a session with you, but we live in the South Coast, so maybe we can tee something up in Sydney. Awesome. Good work. We have a Labrador, he's 10 weeks old and doing really well. So smart, lucky he's catching on to training quickly. Just a quick question, he really doesn't like walking. It's not the lead, he doesn't like walking off the lead either. Maybe we should be careful about that. He can be about five minutes in and then he gives up. I'm expecting, am I expecting too much from him at a young age? Really don't want to walk him far. Even just getting him from the front door to the car is a struggle. He's fine in the backyard, loves to run, chase a ball, just won't go on walks. Any tips or ideas? I will lure him with high-value treat, but he won't walk any further after getting it. He's really calm puppy. Is he just chilled? Thanks in advance. So I was told that I will do a Q&A for her so she can um, get, get as much advice as I can within the scope of what I've got. So I gave her a couple of tips. Two tips that I told her was, don't push it too far, you know, keep everything short and sweet. He's only 10 weeks old. It is very important for people out there that aren't familiar. You should go back and listen to episode three of our podcast, talking about the three crucial things about puppy training and what we want to do for their development. And one of those things is getting them out and about so they can experience the world, especially in that critical period between seven to 17 weeks, really important. And that's why obviously Kelly's concerned about this and wants to get out there but we don't want to push our puppies too far so I say just encourage him with small meals out the front yard so instead of feeding him in the backyard or inside the house start feeding him out the front there on the leash and some of that food can come from your hand just basic luring nothing too crazy just to start building some more value at the front yard where at the moment it seems like he's overwhelmed and a little bit unsure and when he goes out the front there he kind of shuts down so we want to try to encourage that we're not trying to look for massive walks here we're just looking for a good state of mind when we are out of the house. And also, another thing that I would recommend is if Kelly and anyone else out there struggling with the same sort of issue is that if you have a friend or a neighbor with a well-mannered, balanced dog, someone who isn't over the top, won't overwhelm the puppy, um, actually be nicer if we have a, a dog that really doesn't care too much about puppies. So that way there, we can go out for that walk and generally the puppy will follow the older dog. Keep that, so, and if your puppy's following the other dog, keep it short and sweet, just go up and down the street, do that every second day or so, and that should kind of build some sort of confidence there. So those are quick tips that I gave them, gave Kelly. However, things here that you wanna be aware of is number one, check out your, your puppy's body language. If you feel that as soon as the front door opens and he's on the back foot, like, ooh, I don't really wanna go out there. You know, if there is a little bit of fear there, we wanna, teach our puppy to overcome it. So short sessions of confidence building, making sure that your puppy is engaged with you, but also sussing out the environment around him, making sure that 
when it comes to luring your puppy, you don't really want to like lure him up the street, like with the food in front of his face and then like luring him up because that's not really going to work out so well in the long term. What we want to do is we want to reinforce and reward effort. So, for example, we don't want to put too much pressure on the leash. What we want to do is be out in front of your puppy, even bending down low. As soon as your puppy takes one step towards you, if you've charged a marker, that's really essential. So I'd be doing that inside the house first. Start doing that with your puppy saying yes and then reward. Yes and reward and then charge that marker. We've talked about that heaps of times. You can check out you know, one of our earlier episodes talking about marker training. So have that marker. So the point of that there is that as soon as your puppy takes one step in the direction you want, you can mark it and then reward it. When you're giving the puppy food, don't put the food up to your puppy's face. Try to say them, give the marker and then give the food just in front of your puppy so your puppy can be encouraged to make forward momentum and forward motion towards your hand. Rather than he takes the effort forward and then you give the food to him, he then goes back and stops. So that's a real big key there where what could happen is if we are giving the dog food or the puppy food, then we're, we're encouraging that position. So if we can try to get a little bit of forward momentum to show them that this is part of the game that we're trying to play. When you are in the front yard there and you're working with your food, and it doesn't have to be the dog's entire meal if he's, not, if he's not really into it, but I think it's the best thing to do over the next week or two. Lead on, harness on, out the front yard, this is where we get our meals. And then after that's finished, we go back inside. We don't want to go, okay, okay, you've had your meal, now we're going to go out, continue walking down the driveway and out the front yard because that's where the puppy will feel that, well, we had a positive experience and now you're forcing me into the uncomfortable zone. What we want to do is go, hey, we're at the front here. After day three or four, you may start seeing a little bit more enthusiasm from your puppy wanting the food. Practice some real basic luring games back and forth, you know, um, maybe practicing the sit, you know, if, if you're at that stage yet. Um, every time your puppy looks towards you, reward if your dog sees, if your puppy sees a car driving past, as soon as you, your pup sees the car, mark it and reward it. If um, if your puppy's not taking the food out the front, that's no problem. Do it at the front door, you know, go down the corridor just before the front door. You know, we want baby steps closer towards the desired goal. If we can show our puppy that good things happen in the front yard, then we have a, a nicer, calmer mindset when we go out into the front rather than on the back foot all the time trying to run back home. If we can use another dog to help encourage us moving forward. See, a lot of the times, so I had a friend a long time ago where the exact same thing was happening, a little staffy, didn't want to go out for a walk. We tried, you know, a little bit of luring and a little bit of food, but the puppy wasn't having it. As soon as I brought Ace and Spades along, um, we had them at the front. Little puppy saw ace and spades that I was in front walking them and the puppy was just trying to follow them the whole time. We went around the block. That was only one event that happened. And then the day after that, the dog was walking around the block. A little puppy as well. So it wasn't like it was an older dog, but that can help encourage because of course dogs speak a better better language in terms of dog canine language than I do. So if the dogs can encourage that, that can be really good. We don't want a dog that's overwhelming and jumping and barking and carry on because that's just going to add more stress to your puppy. So make sure that you have the right dog and we don't want to do too much playing. We want this to be more of an encouragement so then your puppy can follow the energy of the other dogs. Also, think about when you are when you are out and about, look at the smallest little signs like if um, a car goes past or a motorbike goes past and your pup, that's when your puppy puts the brakes on. We have to identify what it is that your puppy's trying to avoid. If it's just the heart, like now um, Kelly said that it's not the harness. So some dogs, as soon as you put the lead on them is when they don't want to walk because they haven't had that sensation on them before. However, 
in this case, what I would say is may, maybe it's not that. So Kelly said it isn't, but maybe it's the fact that that harness and the lead on always predicts that we're going to do that event and that's when they go, oh, well, the harness is on. I'm, I know what the next thing is. So harness and lead on inside the house, just messing around, having fun, chasing ball and stuff. If your dog's into the ball, try to play some ball out the front, in the front yard, in the driveway. Make sure that your puppy is having a positive experience with you out and, out and about. Also, what you could also do as well is, as you start doing this over the next week or two, get your puppy used to just traveling in the car and then when you get around the block or get to a spot where it's relatively calm, do the same sort of thing. Get out of the car and play a little game just outside the uh, outside of, of the car, obviously. Um, don't have to do it in a park. You can just do it just down the road in front of your neighbor's house just so we can start varying what it means to be out of the house. Um that's basically all I'm going to give you guys in regards to that. I know it's the same advice that I gave Kelly. It's a little bit more in depth that I just spoke about now, but we don't want to push our puppies too far. If you push them too far to try to socialize them, a, a negative experience in that critical period between seven and 17 weeks, something bad happening there is just as bad as it is good having a good experience in that critical period. So we don't want to make too much stress out and about because stress can create fear. Fear then can become other issues later on in life. So we want to take this nice and slow, but we don't want to go so slow, total sp- speed where we don't, that would take, it's going to take us 10 other weeks to get out of the house, but I don't want you to push your puppy too far and then create stress. It's a relationship issue as well. So um, I hope that answers your question, Kelly. Um, there's probably a whole bunch of other things that we could discuss and, and unravel in this, but all I wanted to do is, because I know a lot of people do have this sort of issue as well. Actually, we just saw a puppy the other day where, and luckily that she has another dog. So the puppy on its own won't go for a walk, but the puppy with the other dog will go for a walk. So in that case, I said to her, well, then for the next couple of days, because the puppy was only fresh, I say, keep going, um, take take your little puppy with Coco, the older dog. I forgot the puppy's name, Teddy, I think. So Teddy and Coco. Um, but I also want Teddy to have experiences on their own as well. We have talked about this in the episode talking about walking your puppies and you can check that out as well, part of the Puppy 101 series and this will be one of them as well. So um, working on that, keep everything short and sweet and make sure that it's all about affection, love, games and an engagement with you and your puppy rather than dragging him down the street if you are going to use pressure last point if you are going to use a little bit of pressure on that harness which again i don't really want to encourage that because each each individual case a little bit different but one thing where people screw up is they put a big amount of pressure to try to drag the dog down the street um, which isn't advisable I, i don't suggest you do that because the more pressure you put onto that harness and that lead the more your puppy and your dog will resist and push back on it so what I want you to do is, if you are going to put a little bit of pressure, is little pulses on, off, on, off, on, off, very, very small, a one out of 10. And then as soon as you put the pressure on, off, off, on, and off, on, and off, your puppy may feel that sensation and then take a step forward. That's when you mark it, take the pressure off the lead, and then reward your puppy in front. So again, we're not luring, but we're rewarding and reinforcing effort of walking forward. So... um. That's another episode. It's another Q&A that I've covered today. Hope it helps you guys. Any other questions, I'm encouraging everyone to send us through any of your questions because I love answering them and hope it can help you. And as always, thank you for listening. Love you guys heaps. Lots of respect. Keep training your puppies. And until next time, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. 
Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.